So we've been um, using, most of us have been using the breath as our focus, as the center. And then when other experiences arise, uh, such as physical sensations, emotions, or thoughts, if they're compelling, we turn towards them. We make them the meditation object. Yesterday we talked about thoughts, about uh, the body, (laughs) and today uh, I'll talk a little bit about emotions. Emotions are an essential part of being human. They include, um, they connect us with some of the most wonderful things we can experience. And they also connect us with some of the most challenging, difficult things we can experience. They can be enjoyable, they can be intimate, and they can be afflictive. But all emotions are appropriate in the field of mindfulness. We're not trying to have some emotions and not have others. We're trying to allow them to exist just as they arise and let them fade when they go away without complicating them with judgment, resistance, or clinging. Emotions come and go. The, the word emotion actually means to move through. They say that most emotions actually last about 90 seconds. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but um, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, it's been written a lot of places. <laughs> uh, but, but really, if you watch the uh, strong emotion arise, often it has a wave, it comes, and then it, it fades, recedes just like a wave. But if we feed the emotions with stories, especially the afflictive emotions, uh, they can seem to last a really long time. You can keep it going. Um, if you take a, an emotion of being um, angry, somebody did something to you, and you know, and eventually kind of eases up. But if you tell the story about it again and again, each time it's just like fresh. It's like all over. You, the anger arises, uh, self-righteousness arises. Uh, There are two important aspects to emotions, the physical reaction and the mental reaction, and the mental reaction, which is a flavor. Um, Most strong emotions have a very noticeable difference between the two. For instance, um, think in your mind of your memory of anger, for instance. How do you recognize anger in your mind? It has like a certain flavor, a certain uh, a feel to it, right? So we know what anger is like. We do know what it's like. Uh, but then when we were angry, the body also has a reaction. Uh, we tense up. Sometimes the jaws clench. The body gets tense. Uh, the heart beats a little faster or a lot faster. Um, so it's, there are two very different uh, parts of our experience. And one of the reasons it's so helpful to notice a difference is that um, the physical reaction of certain emotions uh, has a momentum. 
So for instance, uh, if you were in an almost car accident, the um, f- uh, flight or fight instinct takes over and you have hormones just coursing through the body and you feel your heart pounding through your chest and uh, your muscles get all this blood ready to run even though you're in the car but you know just run get away from that animal <laughs> and all those emotions just uh, you know are coursing through the body um, and then you're safe ah so the mind's like great you know you're just so relieved but the body is still having to deal with those hormones and it takes longer for those hormones to subside than for the mind to relax and know it's safe and so sometimes what happens to us uh, is that we get afraid of our reaction because we don't understand that that it will just come and go and the fear keeps it going you know, it triggers all over again, you know, because we're, we're safe and we don't know why we're still reacting. And so sometimes uh, we can just get into like a vicious cycle of that. And they, you know, sometimes that's called a panic attack. Um, so, you know, noticing the differences also lets us have a, uh, an ability to uh, uh, hold an emotion that's hard to be with. So when um, emotions arise, and sometimes they're um, they're just big, they're they're just kind of hard to hard to hold. And uh, there's this wonderful um, formula that that um, we found really helpful in practice. You know, when something arises, to to help us pay attention to it carefully. And um, I used to use the rain formula. It's been changed a little to the raft formula, thanks to Gil. <laughs> Um, so the R, and if you haven't heard this before, don't worry about it. I'll repeat it, and you know it, it just kind of makes sense. Um, the first thing is you recognize what the emotion is, if you can. If you don't know what the emotion is, you can just say, um, you know, uh, difficult emotion. If it's if it's not a pleasant one, uh, but if you can recognize it, you know, it helps to name it. Sometimes, just by naming the emotion, it goes away. Um, the next part of the um, uh, f- formula is uh, the A, which is to allow it, to accept it. It belongs. You know, sometimes we don't, you know, we think that we're not supposed to feel something. You know, so allow it. We're here to get to know the mind, however it is. And then the next part, the F, is uh, to feel it, to feel it in the body. And to me, that's kind of the primary instruction. That's where I, where I generally just go to if it's a major emotion. And to go to the body and explore it in the body. Um, most of the strong emotions have quite a bit of physical sensation with it. Um, <clears throat> you might notice like fear in the chest or belly you know, as I said, anger in the jaws, or uh, sometimes even the fists get tight in the stomach. And then when, it's, when the emotion's no longer compelling, then we can just return back to the breath, back to our home. And then the, sometimes, even though you've done that, there's still a lot of complication around some emotions. 
and then you can tease it apart. You might um, notice a difference between the physical and mental aspects. Um, you might notice a difference between the story, because often it's the story that uh, that keeps, uh, you know, complicating it. You know, really, th- this is the story, this is the emotion. They're two different things. And so we've let go of the story, we stop feeding it. And then there's the difference between um, the emotion and how we relate to the emotion. You know, we might hate the emotion. We might not want it to be there. So it's, <clears throat> sometimes there's some complicated secondary emotions <clears throat> in relation to the primary emotion. So raft, do you recognize, allow, accept, to feel it, and to tease it apart between the story, uh, the the sensations, see the difference between those things. What's our relationship to it? So if you're not in, in a relaxed uh, but alert posture, we'll, uh, we'll work with this a little bit. Take a couple of deep breaths. And with each breath, settling in a little bit more. And let the breath return to normal. Get a general sense of how you feel right now in your body. Sense your body as a whole, relaxing any obvious tensions. If it's not possible to relax something, see if you can soften around it. Notice your general emotional state. How do you feel right now? And then bring your attention when you're ready to the breath. And allow your attention to rest there.
keeping the breath in the foreground, widen your attention to include any strong body sensations or any emotions. If any compelling sensations or emotions arise, turn your attention to it without judgment or resistance. When it's no longer compelling, then return to the breath. If a compelling emotion arises, recognize it. Accept it. Feel the sensations in the body. And if needed, tease it apart. You can notice a difference between the body sensations and the story. But sometimes when you recognize it, it just goes away. So that's fine. No need to complete the formula. It's always appropriate to return to the breath. If nothing compelling arises, no need to look for something. Just rest on the breath.
And mindfulness practice allows us to trust our emotional life, to allow ourselves to feel the full range of human experience without express without repressing our emotions and without acting them out when they're unskillful. We can stay present for emotions, be intimate with them, experiencing them fully, and just let them pass through us. And expressing them when it's uh, useful and healthy to do so, like uh, you know, seeing a friend and having a, a swelling of joy arise and hugging them. There are also deep emotions that can arise uh, when our mind is really deeply at ease. And uh, things like unconditional joy, uh, compassion, a deep happiness. And um, it's unconditional. They don't arise because some, uh, something happened in our lives. You know, a friend showed up. Just something that arises naturally when the mind is deeply at ease. But the art of working with emotions is not to try to have some emotions and not others, but to show up and be present in our, for whatever experience shows up, whatever our experience brings. So thank you. <laughs>